0: Blog Talk Radio. Thank you. Here Let's go.
1: Host and friend Reverend Sharma McCain, and I'd like to welcome listeners to Sacred Sunday. Sacred Sunday was created just to focus on the 10th Sunday, a special day to set aside some time for spiritual focus, meditation, and prayer. All faiths are welcome. I'm a Christian in recovery, and all Bible readings will be out of my Ryrie study Bible, but you may use any Bible you wish. Um, I have had many spiritual experiences and ingratitude. We had, just have ongoing Bible readings and are reading our way straight through the Bible. And we're up to James 4 for today. And actually, we're just focused on being just the real our real selves, just showing up, reading the Bible, and uh, humbly go about our day. And I'm just here to give the message given to me. The call number is 619-924-9744 if you'd like to listen on air. And if you have any uh, special prayer requests. Uh Sacred Sundays, there is every Sunday and today it's eleven thirty AM. The opening music was by Save Vocal Group from the C D Native Angels by Save. If you want to order a copy, contact Save S A V Victor AE dot org. They are on Facebook, they do live shows. You can also listen to them for free on YouTube or pick up a cd on Amazon. For our opening prayer, let's say together, Our Father who art in heaven hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And we pray for All Christians being persecuted worldwide and their freedom to worship and lives are in great jeopardy. We pray for those whose lives have been taken for distorted and evil reasons, and we believe they have become martyrs. We pray for all those suffering from violence here and abroad. We pray for those who are sick in mind and body and those who are lonely and uncomforted. Forgive us, God, for our sins. We pray for those suffering from domestic violence in their own homes, freedom from addiction from all kinds. Please, God, send your Archangel Michael to fight against evil and protect them and all your angels to watch over everyone. We also pray for those family that have lost family members, and we keep our hearts and our prayers for them, too, that they may be comforted that we'll all be together again. We also pray for the wisdom of our president and the rest of our policymakers. We have many decisions to make, and we're praying for all countries for problems of suffering all over the world. We want to thank you, God for everything you have given us. And we ask Jesus to bless us and help us grow in understanding and in his care and in his likeness. We ask this in Jesus' name. And also, we thank you, God, for everything, everything you have done for us all throughout the year. And today, we thank you for your son, Jesus, whose birthday is today. Happy birthday, Jesus. And God bless everybody in your families and you're all in our prayers. Amen. I wanted to say a Merry Christmas to all, and our G- Christ Jesus, uh, it's a special day, and I'm so happy that we're able to get together today, and uh, it's it's a, a wonderful, beautiful, bright day here, and wherever you are, I mean, have a blessed time with you and your family, if you're by yourself, or you're with your fair babies, we still wish you all the love and the blessings possible, and we also have birthdays today. Uh Happy birthday, Merry Christmas to Sherry Wild, Scott Katamas, Michael Crick, Jeremy Main, and Angel Chuffin. Happy birthday to all of you birthday babies, special day, and we also want to say congratulations to uh, somebody I know, she had a little uh, baby, little baby boy, We want to bless him, and uh, God bless her in every way, and also uh, bless you anybody who's just had a baby, and we wish you all the best in the whole world. And if you like to announce any of your birthdays or announcements, let me know. And uh, that's it. So, you know, today we are on, on Chapter 4 in uh, James. And we worked our way through come, come uh, sickness or anything else that's happened. And um, <clears throat> we wish you all the best in the world. And uh, those who have had the flu, I'm sorry, I've had it twice so far, and um, excuse me, (coughs) and we're trying our best just to talk. Anyway, James Forrest Summary, it's about let's fight. Why do people love to fight so much? Well, sometimes a person wants something they don't have, so they're all freaked out and angry about it and start going to war with other folks. That's one way to get what you want. But the real reason these people don't have the stuff they want is because they don't ask God, or they ask, but they're super selfish about it, so God doesn't hand it over. He's not a gonna help. He's not gonna help you win the lottery if you're just gonna use the money to buy a garage full of sports cars. Seriously, says James. You don't know that if all in love with the things of this world, then you've made yourself into God's enemy. God likes it when people are humble, not when they act like entitled jerks. If you snuggle up with him, he'll snuggle up with you too. Don't be a double-minded, thinking one thing and doing another person. Walk the straight and narrow with God, and everything will be okay. Small rules. Don't badmouth another believer. If you're saying nasty things, you're judging. Remember, only God can judge you. Forget the haters because somebody loves you. And don't make too many plans for the future. It's kind of arrogant. Maybe you plan on graduating from college in four years and making mega bucks in the recording industry. Well, you don't know what's going to happen between now and then. Only God knows that, says James. The world doesn't revolve around you and your dreams. You're like a mist that floats in the world and then disappears after a few seconds. How is your self-esteem plummeted yet? Anyway, it isn't meant for that. James is rather you maybe I'll get my degree and start dropping albums left and right and if that's what God wants at least you'll know you're showing respect for the big guys but also we also make plans you know there's a saying make plans and then God has his plans and other plans so I think we pray and go and do the best we can and that's my advice about that and um, James James just wants to let us know that uh, God has a plan for us and it's gonna be really good. And uh now let's let's read out of the Bible. Now um our sound may be cut off, but I'm gonna keep going because uh I this the timer isn't set right. It's only set for fifteen minutes this morning. And uh sorry about that, but I'm gonna keep talking and you can listen to this in archives. And I do wanna to say to our archives people, you're very faithful and loyal, and I appreciate you very much. Okay, now let's all turn to our Bibles in James four. <clears throat> James 4, what is the source of quarrels and conflicts among you? Is it not the source of your pleasures that wage war with your members? You lust and do not have to commit to murder. You lust and do not have, so you commit murder. Wow. You are envious and cannot obtain, so you fight and quarrel. You do not have because you do not ask. You ask and you do not receive because you ask for the wrong motives. So that you have to spend it on your pleasures, You adulteresses Do you not know that friendship with the world Is hostility towards God Therefore whoever wishes to be a friend of the world Makes himself an enemy of God Or do you think that the scripture speaks to no purpose He jealously desires the spirit Which he has made to dwell within us But he gives us a greater grace Therefore it says God is opposed to the proud but gives grace to the humble. It's cure. Submit, therefore, to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts. You are double-minded. Be miserable and mourn and weep. Let your laughter be turned into mourning and your joy to bloom. Humble yourselves in the presence of the Lord, and he will exalt you. It's Characteristics. Do not speak against one another, brethren. He who speaks against a brother or judges his brother speaks against the law and judges the law. But if you judge the law, you are not a doer of the law, but a judge of it. There is only one, lawgiver and judge, and the one who is able to save and to destroy. But who are you to judge your neighbor? Come now, you who say, today or tomorrow we will go to such and such city and spend a year there and Engage in business and make a profit, yet you do not know that your your life be, will, will be like tomorrow. You are just a vapor that is for a little while and then vanishes away. Instead, you ought to say, if the Lord wills it, we will live and do this or do that. And as it is, you boast in your arrogance, all such boasting is evil. Therefore, to one who knows the right thing to do, does not do it. To him it is sin. <clears throat> Well, I guess we got told off. So anyway, so let's go read the notes. Commit murder, the logical but not necessarily usual outcome of lust. And, uh, boy, have we seen a lot of uh, violence in this world. And it says, and with the wrong motives, evilly for selfish purposes, and adulteresses, symbolic language for the unfaithful people, as often in Old Testament Testament friendship with the world. The Greek word is philia, it Typical relationship. Unfaithful people love the world and the world loves them. Wow. The thought may be also expressed though. Do you imagine that no meaning in the scripture that says the spirit that dwells in us longs jealousy over us? The spirit does not want us to have a divided allegiance. And uh, there are ten verbs, all commandments in these verses in a tense that indicates the need for a decisive and urgent break with the old self. And double-minded is worthless because basically divided allegiance, and even against yourself. Think about that. And then cleansing the first eight requires a serious spirit of confession and repentance. Laughter is sometimes desirable, but not when it reflects worldly frivolity. And a person who judges his brother disobeys a lot, thus putting himself in the treating of it with contempt. And then the folly of the forgetting God in the business is another manifestation of worldliness. The itinerant merchants addressed here were Jews who were carrying on a lucrative trade throughout the world. And then it says, not to be used as a cliche, but as a sober reflection of the heart of the total dependence on God's will. So we pray, and then we wait for God's will. And that's the the whole whole message here. And I want to thank... uh, Ryrie for making that clear to me, and uh, I do have a story for us today. even though know, as I told you, uh, the show cut off a little bit early, but I'm gonna I'm gonna keep talking. So this one is uh, "Don't Expect Anything for Christmas." It's out of our um, guidepost book. It's by Murder Archer of Castro Valley, California. In 1934, our family was living in a ranch house in the Rockies, an eagle's short flight from Canada. As my eighth Christmas approached, the air snapped with cold, and icicles hanging off the roof pierced the snow banks. Only a door and a path toward the barns indicated the house lay snuggled under all that snow. We ought to cut the fir by the river for a Christmas tree, Don, my 12-year-old brother said, as he unfastened his homemade wooden skis. Let's cut the one by the old barn dear. the old brother said. It's more rounded. For months, we three eldest of the seven children had studied just about every suitable tree in our wooded 250 acres. As I set a pail of snow to be melted for water on the counter in the kitchen, I heard Dad say, there be no presents for Christmas. Tears welled up in my eyes as they always did when he pronounced those words. I don't believe in Christmas as it's celebrated, he said. All those presents. I knew that poverty had forced Dad and Mama to abandon gift-giving. Our Christmas would be whatever we could struggle to make it. The first school day after Christmas was every pupil would bring his presents to the school out. I would have nothing to show, nor Don, Veer, Faye, or my other school-age siblings. What would be the use of, a, of appealing to Dad or to Mama with a new baby to tend and meals to cook and a little food in the pantry and the room cellar? There is no Chris Santa Claus Dad said as he punched a hole in a harness With his all It's vicious to say Santa will reward children With presents and then they're good And then punish them with nothing if they've been bad I had been a good child But of course good had nothing to do with presents It was the money that brought presents But my desperate hope was for a present it was more like a sob stuck in my throat Still I would enjoy A fresher cut tree And our singing around it And Aldilas Fidelis, and it came upon a midnight clear, and our reading aloud of one storytelling. Most of me turned warmly happy just thinking about it. In the nearby one room schoolhouse, a teacher said, For all our craft projects, we'll make clay presents for your parents. Carefully, I worked half of my uncle's clay into a shape of a four inch vase. In the spring, I would fill it with the, the baked, baked vase with Johnny Jump Ups for Mama. Wild roses would brighten it in the summer, and in the fall, everlasting goldenrod. For Dad, I would make a handprint ashtray, though he never smoked. Maybe he could use it for something else. Four days before Christmas, Dad donned announced, At this time, we all followed deer as we headed toward the East River. In summer, we caught rainbow trout here, and mink and beaver frequented its edges. Seven feet high, and the fur looked glorious. And fragrance spilled from it and under the snow replacing seedlings grew thick this is the one don said With chips flying veer brought the tree down and he and don grabbed hold of it and tugged it towards the far off plume of smoke from our house veer nailed the fir, already sprouting pitch from its cut into the old wooden stand he and don carried it to the cold front room and stood it like a co- on the corner against the calcimated cal- walls. It looks good, Mama balanced baby Garner on her hip. I used to enjoy Christmas, but it seems like I don't care for any longer, nor does your father. Garner let out a cry, and Mama hurried back to the warmth of the kitchen. I'd read of cranberries being strung to make decorations, but we had no cranberries. i never even seen a cranberry, though we, they might be like gooseberries, only red. Gooseberries were long, long gone into sauce. I heard of uh, popcorn decorations, but I'd never seen popcorn either. Our food was the deer, the grouse, the bear, the forest, the fish, and whatever dad could grow from May to October. At a kitchen table, out of the red and green construction paper left over from the school project, we cut and pasted rings and then stuck them together for decorations. I'd give you presents if I could, Mama rocked the creaky rocker, with, and Nurse Garner. <clears throat> but we need every penny for the taxes on this place and the sugar and the salt and such. We haven't time to make presents. I'm not, and Dad said, plenty of ranchers don't even pay the taxes on their places, and we're losing them. I never thought about losing a ranch, I thought. After, after swirling our decorations about the fur, we attached tin candle holders from some ab- abundant past to its green limbs. We had no candles, but what is that? As the days inch forward, Christmas every day, Dad repeated the word, don't expect anything for Christmas. Christmas Eve before the tree, we sang, joy to the world, O little town of Bethlehem, the first snow well, and up on the roof, click, click, click. Christmas morning dawned. I jumped out of my crowded bed, and Christmas, even the word rang with joy. I rushed to the fragrance of our tree, eight packages wrapped in newspaper, waited under it, beside the presents we made for Dad and Mama. We had Christmas presents after all. I grabbed up the one marked myrtle and tore into the kitchen. Dad bent over a galvanized iron wash basin, splashed water into his cheeks, and Mama stirred sliced potatoes in the blackened skillet in the wood stove. I hugged my package and savored its mystery and its wonder. With my stomach nearly dropping out of me, I inched the wrapping off my package, and amongst the tumbled, torn newspaper lay a pencil, long, yellow, and marked Ticonderoga. The pencil is not even sharpened. I own the full length of a pencil for once in my life. A pencil all my own. Don wrapped a calendar from the Hudson Bay Fair Company. Veer, a 1929 license plate last seen nailed to the barn. Fay a scrap of pink gingham that would make a dress for a clay doll. And Percy, an oversized pine cone. And Phyllis, a smoked whitefish. And baby gardener's present turned out to be sugar tied to a,
0: score,
1: tied to a square of white cotton cloth. Most likely, our presence would have been scorned by other children, but what of that? At school, I would display a story I had written with my brand-new pencil. I thought it wouldn't hurt to give you a wee bit of something, said Dad, as he picked up a thick white cup with his morning coffee steaming from it. When grown, I poured words into paper and eventually sold them. I believe that gift of a pencil all my own, a present from a father who had done all he could for me, I opened up a world full with opportunity. Amen, that's a beautiful story A very humble story We have a lot So let's enjoy each other And a very Merry Christmas to everybody And I, I wish you A blessed New Year ahead We're going to meet together next uh, next Week for James 5 And we learned a lot of lessons today And uh, God bless you And a very Merry Christmas And uh, God bless you In every way and I hope your, your best dreams do come true. So uh, let's say our traditional serenity prayer. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Amen. And in closing, may God bless and keep you in his loving arms so that you may have strength to face whatever is ahead. Remember, you're never alone. I love you. God loves you so much. May you bless bless your dreams come true and true love live in your heart. I love you. Be good, everybody. Have a wonderful Christmas. Amen.